are glad that you joined us today. God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we want to hear about it. If you've been impacted by Fuel Church, share your story with us by emailing mystory at thefuelchurch.com. And to learn more about our worship experiences, visit our website at www.thefuelchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. I want us to move forward today in our discussion and our last message in this series and talk about this right here. And it's, we are often weak because we haven't bonded with what makes us strong. I'm going to say that again. We are often weak when it comes to temptation because we have not bonded to what makes us strong. I remember um, I was working out a few years ago and uh, I had just had uh, a back surgery. And so I had went through the process of physical training and then I actually hired a trainer to help me get my core strengthened. And so um, I would be in the gym three times a week with him and, and he would be helping me in different exercises to get my strength back. And I remember the one time I was, I was bench pressing now I wasn't bench pressing a lot, but Hey man, I had, a, I had a few things on the bar and, uh, I, I was, I, I was doing a rep and I was about at seven. And I remember my trainer saying, come on, you got this, you got this. And he's behind me and he's kind of guiding the bar. And I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do the last three. And he's like, no, no, you got this. This is all you. It's all you. And I remember getting to number 10 and lifting that up on the bar and, I remember turning around saying, was it really all me? I'm like, come on, you were helping me, weren't you? And he goes, well, maybe I I helped you out just a little. Because I was in a moment of weakness. I was in a moment where I, in my own flesh and strength, I knew I couldn't get those last three up. But he helped me. He gave me the encouraging words to say, it's all you. Even though it wasn't all me, I knew he was helping me guide that bar up. Because we are often weak because we haven't bonded to what makes us strong. The reality is that we can be strong for a season. And maybe you're in that season like you're you're just saying, man, I'm good right now. I'm not really being tempted. But there'll come a point where weakness sets in. There'll come a point where you'll have a moment of weakness. And there'll come a point where you say, man, I didn't want to look, but I did look. There'll come a point where you say, I didn't want to say that to him or her, but Ah, I'm so weak and I said it. And so we have to bond with what makes us strong. So who and what we are connected to has everything to do with us being strong or weak. Jesus said this, stay connected to the vine. He uses the illustration, I am the vine, you are the branches. And when you're connected to me, you're going to find strength. He says, when you're connected to me, I'll prune your life so that you can become more fruitful. It goes on to say in the scripture that when you're disconnected from the vine, that you can't bear any fruit. And so the connection is staying connected to the vine. Listen, we can't do life without the strength of Christ. We just can't do it. We got to stay connected to him. He is our spiritual Strength. And if we're going to overcome temptation, we got to learn to get spiritually strong. Someone say that with me. Spiritually strong. So today, that's what we're going to talk about. We got to get bonded with the very thing that makes us strong. 
You know, I've said this many times, what you feed the most will boast. Whatever you feed grows. Whatever you starve dies. I'm going to say that again. Whatever you feed grows in your life. If you feed doubt, you feed unbelief, you feed fear, that's what's going to grow in your life. It's going to be the dominant thought throughout your week. Whatever you starve dies. So we have to understand this, that in our flesh, we're weak. We're weak. Our flesh isn't saved. So we have to step over into the spirit realm and say, I I need to feed my spirit. I, I need to be connected to what makes me strong. Can I tell you this? The things of your flesh will not make you strong in the moment of temptation. You need spiritual guidance and spiritual discipline set up in your life in order for you to overcome those temptations. So today we're going to look at three, three things. There's many things that we could look at, but I've narrowed it down to three today. Three things that you can do to feed your spirit. Now you may be here today and you may say, man, you know, I, I've, I used to do all three of these things. Like I used to have these spiritual practices in my life, but man, I just kind of veered away and I just kind of attend church and, and that's about it. Maybe you're here and this is all new to you. You know, you just, you came a a few weeks ago, a few months ago and you, you know, you've been unchurched and this church thing is all new to you and, and you're hearing this for the first time. Or maybe you're here and you're like, yeah, I do, I do one of those, maybe two of those uh, spiritual practices, but uh, I need to step it up. Wherever you're at, wherever you're at, I just want to encourage you today to walk away from this message and apply one of these to your life this week. Just one, just one. There's three, but I want to encourage you to apply one of these to your life. The first one is we need to feed our spirit with prayer. Feed your spirit with prayer. Just like exercise makes your body strong, prayer makes your spirit strong. Okay. Jesus said this in Matthew 26, 41. He's talking to his disciples and Jesus is off, off, off praying and, and he tells them, Hey, hey, keep watch and pray so that you do not give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Notice what Jesus told him. Watch and pray. Watch and pray so that you do not give in to temptation. Why, Jesus? Well, the spirit's willing, but the flesh is weak. The spirit's willing, but the flesh is weak. Prayer is the greatest weapon we have against temptation. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Can I tell you that prayer is simply communication to God? Prayer is simply talking to God. Prayer is simply that relationship that you have. Like you have a relationship with a friend or a family member and you, you talk with them, you text with them, you tell them about your day. You can do the same thing with God. That's what prayer is. And because God already knows all your struggles. He already knows what you're facing. He knows what you're going through. Jesus says in this text that you can pray when you're weak. So he says, he says, the spirit's willing, but the flesh is weak. Now we know That the disciples, as Jesus walked away from this moment with the disciples, he comes back and finds them asleep. (laughs) They're asleep. So that's why Jesus said, listen, your flesh is going to be weak. In the moment when you feel weakness, you need to bond to what is strong. 
And that is through prayer. Every morning I attempt to just kind of go over a few scriptures uh, and I pray these scriptures. You know, you can pray the word of God. And I've found great value and strength from these scriptures. I'll go through the Lord's prayer found in Matthew 6, verse 9 through 13. And I encourage you to. It says this, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And then I'll go on to pray Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He refreshes my soul today. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. And even though I may walk through the valley, the darkest valley, full of evil, God, you said you are with me and your rod and your staff they comfort me. Verse five says, you prepare a table before me. Come on that table. Every temptation is an invitation to what? To depend on God, to pull up the seat at the table. God has set before us in the presence of your enemy, in the presence of your temptation. It goes on to say, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I found great comfort in praying the word of God. Maybe you could start there. Find a few scriptures and begin to pray them every day over your life. Start the day out. David said, early in the morning will I seek you. There's something about setting your day with prayer, setting your day with worship. It changes everything. You should try it this week. I can hear someone saying, but the temptation is just so strong. I can't even imagine trying to pray in the moment of my temptation. The temptation may be strong, but your prayer is stronger than that temptation. Begin to open your mouth. Begin to call upon the strength of the Lord. He's there for you. He's there for you in your moment of weakness. He will be there. So number one, we need to feed our spirit with prayer. Number two, we need to feed our spirit with God's word. We need to feed our spirit with God's word. Psalms 119 verse nine, David says this, how do you stay pure? He asked the question, how do you stay pure? By living according to God's word. By living according to God's word. You see, the word of God, the Bible says, is living and it's active and it's stronger than any two-edged sword. The Bible says the utterance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the unwise. God said, my word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. There is power in the word of God. We need to learn to speak that word over the temptation that's trying to come against us. Few things about God's word. It has several characteristics that guarantee powerful results. The first one about God's word is this. It is infused with the power of the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit that lives in us is in that word. So it becomes active and it speaks to our circumstances and it speaks to us on a personal level. We can open the word and the Holy Spirit will use the word to speak to the very temptation we're facing. 
to speak to the very circumstance that we're going through in life right then. But we have to open the word. We have to read the word in order to have that revelation in our life. The second thing about God's word is this. God's word is truth. It awakens our conscience with the power to reach into the private corners of our hearts. It reveals motives. It reveals the secret feelings and the hidden sins. That's what God's word does. It unveils us, our eyes rather. It causes the scales to fall. Maybe the lies that we've heard from other people or even from the enemy. God's word is absolute truth. We need God's word. The third characteristic is this. God's word discerns our true character, doesn't it? It exposes the weakness in our attitudes and conduct, enabling us to correct ourselves by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's why when we gather each week, we go to God's word. Because the word of God has the power to change your life. Amen. David said, I've hid my word in your heart that I may have the power to say no to sin and escape through God's way out. One of the most powerful things I think in my life is memorizing God's word. You know, there's a lot of scriptures in the Bible, um, 66 books. And, you know, I've found comfort in just taking a few verses and memorizing them. And you can do the same thing. You say, I don't I just don't think I can memorize. Listen, you can memorize Jesus wept. Two words, man. Start there. Start somewhere. I mean, I just don't know if I can do that. Well, you memorize your favorite songs, don't you? You know every word to that new John Bryan song. Is that his name, the country singer? You know every word to Taylor Swift, right? Every word to shake it off. I mean, you're singing it in the car with your, your kids. Shake, shake it off. You know every word to John Mayer waiting on the world to change. Come on, you memorize movie lines. You memorize songs. You memorize basketball and sports stats. You can memorize God's word. And it will be a spiritual strength for you. I believe that today. Just as food strengthens our body, the word strengthens our spirit. And we know every day we need food. We need nourishment. Our body needs nourishment. It needs water. It needs the right nourishment, right? How many times have we ate the wrong things and we feel just crummy and we don't feel good because we're putting the wrong substance in our body? God's word strengthens our spirit. When we put God's word through our eye gate, through our ears, it strengthens our spirit. And then we're at a place when temptation comes, we're able to bond to what is strong, right? In our moment of weakness, because our moment is coming. Your moment may be tonight, it may be tomorrow, it may be next week, next month, but it's coming. And so in that moment, we can apply some spiritual principles in our life in order to resist the temptation. So in order to resist this this temptation, we must stay bonded to what makes us strong. Number one, we must feed our spirit with prayer. Start there. Maybe, maybe that's your one. Start with prayer. Number two, feed your spirit on God's word. Maybe for you, it's just, you know, getting the 
a Bible app on your phone. If you, have a, if you have an iPhone or any type of smartphone, you can get a Bible app. And there's the verse of the day. And maybe you start there just reading the verse of the day and just meditating on that. That alone will change the course of your day. Start somewhere. Get a Bible that you understand. Get a Bible that has devotionals on it. On the YouVersion Bible app, there's just hundreds and thousands of devotionals that you can go through. It's all right there. It's all free right there. Start somewhere. All right, let's move on to our third way that we can be bonded with something that strengthens our spirit. Because remember what Jesus said. He said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. I'm the vine, you're the branches. You got to stay connected to me. These are the ways we stay connected to Christ through prayer, through his word. And the second thing we need to learn to do is feed our spirit with the right people. 1 Corinthians 15, 33 and 34 says this, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Come back to your senses as you ought and stop sinning, he says, for there are some who are ignorant of God. I say this to your shame. This is what he's saying. Paul's saying, listen, bad company corrupts good character, good intentions, right? And many times in our lives, we are misled by believing the people that we're hanging with aren't impacting our lives. And here's the truth. They are impacting your life spiritually. They're either causing you to be more hungry for God or less hungry for God, right? They're either either causing you to live your life for God or not live your life for God. And that's just the truth. Uh, Being around the, the wrong people never helps you do the right thing. You ever notice that? Being around the wrong people never helps you do the right thing. You may need to have some friend upgrades, right? You may need to get rid of some people that are causing you to fall into temptation. See, many times it's not even the enemy of your soul, the devil, the adversary that tempts you. Many, many times it's the people we're around. It's the friendships we cultivate. It's the places that we go to that bring us down spiritually. If you're a recovering addict, then guess what? You can't go to that house anymore. You can't pick up the phone when they text anymore. You're going to have to cut that off because that temptation is going to lead you down a wrong path. If you just got out of credit card debt and your friend calls you up and says, let's go to Indianapolis shopping, guess what? That's probably not the best move for you. You're going to have to learn to say no. Because now you're living a disciplined life financially. If you're now putting God and family as a priority, sir, instead of work, then it's not good to listen to the guy at work that says, oh, just take all the overtime you can get. Work seven days a week, man. This money's good. You know, it's probably not good to be around that guy when you're trying to step away from that and put God first and then your family second in your life right? A Christ-centered community around you and your family really matters. Who you hang out with really matters. It really does. That's why this is a family here today. You have family members here today. They may not be blood, but they're family. And so we encourage you to cultivate those relationships. We worship together. Some of you hang out together. You go out to eat after church together. You know, we got small groups coming up in the near future. So we want to create a sense of community. So that way you're hanging out with people 
of like precious faith. You're hanging out with people who have the same values, the same convictions as you, and, and you can cultivate those relationships and they'll make you stronger. I know for me as a parent of three kids, I want my kids to be around other families who are, who are putting Christ at the center. I want them to be around kids who are in God's house learning God's word. I'm not saying perfect kids, but I'm not, on the other hand, I'm not going to have my kids be around other kids who disobey their parents, talk back all the time and have this horrible attitude and get away with it every time. I'm not going to do it. I want my kids to be around environments that are putting God as a priority in that house and not an option. So it's very important who you hang with, who you hang with is who you will become. All right. So you say, man, uh, my marriage is struggling. Well, get around some people who got a good marriage. You say, man, I'm battling, you know, in my mind, get around some people who've been through that. I'm battling with addiction. I'm battling with strongholds. I'm battling with anger, whatever it is. I'm battling with, with my finances, man. There's so many resources around us here in this community. There's so many resources here at Fuel Church that you can tap into. Get around somebody who's stronger. Get around somebody who's been through that and they have a testimony of God's goodness and God's deliverance. Bond with what is strong. If we're going to overcome temptation, if we're going to resist the temptation, we must stay bonded to what makes us strong. And we got to stay connected to that vine. Amen. We got to stay connected to the vine. That's where our nourishment comes from. That's where our strength comes from. It's God's power through prayer. It's God's strength through his word. And it's God's goodness through his people that will help us navigate and overcome the temptation that waits for us. It says in the Old Testament that sin lies at the door waiting for us. It's just waiting for you to open it. So it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. When that temptation comes... Are you going to be strong? Are you going to stay bonded to what makes you strong? Are you going to set up those boundaries like we talked about a few weeks ago ahead of time? So that way you're prepared for when the enemy comes. You're prepared for that temptation that awaits you. See, God always makes a way out. God always makes a way out. It's a matter of us taking the way out. We can do our own way. And I believe we've all done that. I've done that, right? It it usually doesn't work out too good. Or we can take God's way out. So we've learned in this series so many important principles. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you with a few things. Number one, accept the invitation. Every temptation is an invitation to depend on God. What is that next step for you to depend on God? What is that? Maybe it is cutting out some people. Maybe it's upgrading your friends list. Maybe it's deleting some people in the phone, right? Going through, okay, nope, doesn't encourage me. Nope, brings me down every time I text them. Every time I talk to them, nope, tries to get me to go drinking and partying and to the club. Nope, not going to do it. Made a bad decision with her. Made a bad decision with him. I don't know what it is for you. But God's just saying, hey, take your next step. Maybe it's actually quoting God's word and learning God's word and memorizing a few scriptures. Maybe it's taking five minutes a day and just reading a devotional. Maybe it's starting your quiet time with God. Maybe that's the next step for you. I don't know what it is. I just challenge you to take one. Take one out of what we talked about. Apply it this week. You're going to want to do the other ones. 
because you're going to see how the one works in your life. Amen. God always makes a way of escape. God always makes a way of escape. In order to, re- to resist the temptation, we got to learn to stay bonded to what makes us strong. What makes us strong? Spiritual principles in our lives, spiritual activity. Coming to church is great, and I'm glad you're here every week. It's so important for us to gather together. We see that throughout the word of God. But for the next six days, guess what? You got to bond with some spiritual principles. You got you to gotta open that word. You got you to put some worship music on. Why? Because temptation's coming, and God will make a way out. And my desire for you, for me, is that we take that way out every time. We take that way out. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening today. And maybe you're out there and maybe you feel far from God today. Maybe life has thrown you a curveball. You've taken some wrong turns. You've messed up. I'm here to tell you about God's love for your life. You know, it's real and it's for you. And, and no matter what you've done, no matter where you've gone, God is there. His love is unconditional. And, and the Bible says that if you just confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, you're saved. And I'm going to lead you through a prayer. And I just believe that if you say this prayer and mean it with your heart, the Bible says you're saved. And I want to encourage you to tell somebody about this decision. But just wherever you're at, just say, God, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Change me in Jesus' name. It's simple as that. And I encourage you to find a good local church. If, if you can get to Fuel Church, get here. God is moving. God is doing some great things the lives and families of the people that come here, but find a good church where you can grow in God. Until next time, God bless you. Have a great week.